Hello, this is Learn French Brooklyn, the podcast. For our sixth episode, we are talking today with Catherine Rory and Kate Walker. They created a podcast called Europhile, talking about all things European. We talked about their passion for European culture and how to mix European and American culture when living in the U.S. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi, Emil. How are you? How is it going? <laughs> It's going well. Um, it is winter in Los Angeles. We are freezing, actually. But we are trying to, you know, do some festive things. We saw Bridget Jones at a movie theater last night. Um, you know, Which is a British film. Every day. <laughs> yes. So, you know, it is Europhile content. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I, I yeah. was really happy to have you on the show because you two run like a great podcast, which I think is both a fun, but also a very informative show. Every time we learn a lot of things, it's almost that kind of, of podcast that you need to like take notes. Uh, well, listen, because you, you, <laughs> you just ingest so many new information, but in a way that never feels like you're in a lecture or like it's always fun. And I really enjoy also, and that's all something I hope we'll do at the end of this episode. At the end of your okay. episodes, you always give some very interesting recommendations uh, mm. about oh, some okay. European things that you discovered, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my first question, obviously, is how did you come up with this idea <laughs> while being in the U.S.? I'm going to let Kate answer this one because I okay. credit her with everything. <laughs> well, um, once upon a time in 2020, we were in a little film club with um, <laughs> yours truly, Emil. And I think we just started talking on Zoom, talking about films. Um, you had some really great film recommendations, and you were like, You guys are really funny. You should start a podcast. <laughs> You gave us the idea, and then both of us were like, okay, what do we have in common? What are we obsessed with? What can we live in that we can talk about all mm -hmm. the time? Endless amounts of content, and we just love to learn, mm -hmm. love new cultures, love new languages, and Europhile was just born from that, basically. And mm -hmm. now it's such a thrill. Like, we, you know, go to... Lond go to London one week and go to Paris another. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someday it'll be <laughs> happening for real. pandemic hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it's, I mean, we've been doing it for over a year now. And it's just such a fun, I don't, like, creative outlet. We learn new things. It's, like, we put, it's, it's just been really nice to put some energy into a new mm -hmm. project. And... No, I, I really admire the, the consistency because you started in September 2020, so a little over a year ago. And your next wow, you did your was... research. <laughs> I did. Um, no, but your next episode will be, it will be your 44th. So yes. that's impressive. Yeah. It's great because it's an opportunity for all your listeners to get to travel across Europe in our confined uh world as we most of us like mm. work partially remotely and all this mm -hmm. but what i admire a lot is the 
diversity of, of topics. Like how do you even come up with, uh, specific, for instance, if we just look at the past few weeks, like you talked about Liquidor, which is an organization to train yes. elite mm-hmm. concierge um, mm-hmm. that started in, in France. But the week before that, you talked about the Dyatlov Pass incident in Russia. <laughs> Uh, and the week before that, we were in Scotland and Ireland. So how? <laughs> Just walk us through the process of how do you have like a team of 10 journalists? To... God, someday, someday mm. we will. <laughs> um, I know personally for me, I get a lot of my content ideas from the Internet, like Instagram or TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's so informative. Or if I see like a cool photo i'll save it and maybe research it later you know when all else fails i ask my dad and he'll give me like a random (laughs) i want to say stuff in the beginning like coco chanel he was like you should do that one that was your your first one actually right yeah Mm -hmm. it's so it listening to it now i'm like we've come that was rough i i listed seven out of 44 i listed uh, 43 sorry i listed uh seven episodes tied to french culture which i think is a good ratio i think only italy comes first in terms of like probably this is classic (laughs) or spain france italy spain yes that's the top top. and and the uk also there's like a lot of a lot of brits um so so you you covered a lot of uh, important figures uh in the french cultural landscape uh, ranges from like coco chanel to josephine baker Christian Dior, uh, Les Clés d'Or, which I'd never heard of, actually. And that was like a great mm-hmm. discovery uh, a couple of weeks ago. It feels <laughs> like we're really discovering a new aspect of yes. a society. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we I don't was... even know that it's there. No, like, that's... that's what's so fun about it. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you both because... Following like your Instagram page, you do a lot of, it, it looks like even in your own lives, you do a lot of effort to uh, uncover the European secrets, uh, secret spots <laughs> that you find in LA and things like that. So mm-hmm. how is LA infused with European culture? I feel like Americans in general, I aren't we a little bit obsessed with Europe? I feel like... I mean, people that I know are. And so I think once you come to a big city like this, you know, it's really, I don't know, there's so many more opportunities there because like, you know, how many chefs have gone to France and have come back to the US and like then want to open up their own restaurant or to Italy or people who've moved here from Poland, they start their own restaurant. So it's just like, there are so many opportunities, you know, that's just a short drive from us that like it would be silly for us to not try and seek out those places and try them and we've found so many great spots and some that we've gone back to time and time and time again um (laughs) a certain swedish bakery that shall not be named (laughs) and a certain italian restaurant (laughs) they probably share that same passion that we do or or come from that place and want to share that culture through food and it's just been amazing it's been great it's really it's really fun to find a new spot to to go to so i think that like in the bigger context of america there's this 
major diffusion of culture. Like we don't have like like my family, for example, like I know that there's French in my family, but like we're not French in any way, shape or form, you know, Mm -hmm. like culturally. So I think a lot of the times and especially doing this podcast, it's sort of like a way to see where you come from, especially like European, you know, like descendant and, you know, like Kat, you're part Polish. You have Polish things that you do in your family now, but you're not really culturally Polish, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like the same for me, I feel so connected to French and Italian culture because of that. And and talking more specifically about the format, mm-hmm. uh, because Eurofile is a podcast, but you also have social media presence on Instagram and TikTok and all this. Like in a dream world, would you also like, create events in LA or what shape and forms would... Dream world is moving. Moving to Europe. We don't stop ourselves from from like the big picture, you know, ultimate dream. And it'd be like some kind of travel show or like a food show or mm-hmm. I don't know, anything. Have you seen the trip? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You yeah, should you, yeah. you you should do a trip together. <laughs> that would be so. We fun. should. You just tour yeah. Greece, Greece, Italy, Spain. Yeah. yeah, I think we love like the full picture. We loved we love researching. We love doing the podcast. We think mm-hmm. social media is fun. Kate is the TikTok queen. I need to get better about it. But you know, like Eurofile is not just a podcast to us. Like it is. Yeah. It's so much this more than how, that. You like like our life. Yeah. Yeah, and it's how we want mm. our life to look and to how to be, like make our own schedule and live where we want to live and, you know, nothing is off the table. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's how we feel. That's how we treat it, I guess. And I know it's because you mentioned like in a dream world, like moving would mm-hmm. be number one. But of course, like there's the reality of uh, yes. lives mm-hmm. and jobs mm-hmm. and visas and all this, but... What kind of recommendations could you give to someone who lives in the U.S. but has this very deep interest or even passion sometimes for a European country? How do you add so much European culture? How do you pursue this in your daily life? Making things beautiful. Yeah, that's good. That's the best way. And like finding beauty every day. And I think obviously other cultures, you know, Asian culture, beautiful, Latin American culture, beautiful, all of that. But I think there's just ways to find beauty in those things and make your life beautiful. You only love one time. <laughs> yeah. And especially after the last the last two years that everyone has had, you don't know, we can't go anywhere. So it's mm-hmm. you, you watch, watch a French TV show, make some homemade pasta, Go try and find the best croissant in your city. That is a little adventure in and of itself. And it's such a treat and it's easy to do. And, you know, we all can be lazy. I have my lazy days. I sit on the couch or whatever. Don't do anything. But so it's like I try to change my perspective and try to make myself do those things. And I'm so happy once I do. That's that's great. And also, Catherine, you recently-ish moved from New York. How would you compare the presence of this European culture in New York versus Los Angeles? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like there might be more Europeans here. Imagine me being in Europe. What is America? 
I'm thinking I want I want the beach. I want Hollywood, you know? So I feel like that's just my, you know, being on dating apps here. I see a lot more Europeans. I, you know, and so I, I feel like maybe that's what would draw people more. In L.A.? They all live on the west side mm. because that's where the beach is. All my coworkers live on the west side. They're they're French. They're German, Italian. They all live on the. You yeah. work with a lot of Europeans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it seems, and they talk about it, and they're obsessed with it, and they're like, you know, why why would I go back home? And I'm like, why are you here? Why are you in the states? You know, why aren't you back in Milan, where you're from, or from Paris? And, um, and what do they say? What are their, their do they have reasons for being here? You don't all? have to pay this much for <laughs> I healthcare. Mean, to them, you know that. I, I guess America is to them as what Europe is to me. That that mm-hmm. dream. They love the brand that we work for. So they're very happy to be in LA working at this brand that they love and live that American Los Angeles lifestyle. I guess it's yeah. It's been fun though being surrounded by so many accents and cultures at work and we try to try like different foods or i try to ask them for their recommendations in la any any cultural clashes sometimes but for sure yeah like absolutely and i mean everyone gets along but i can just you can just tell that you know a, a german might be approached something differently than like a french person or an italian person it, it's been interesting to see for sure What's unique about your show is that it's you really go into some lesser known European countries. There's a lot of your episodes that are in Scandinavia or Poland or even sometimes Eastern Europe, which I think is great because sometimes when people think Europe, they think of Western mm-hmm. uh, Europe, but you really cover it all. What would be your dream trip? You could go anywhere. Mm. What would be the stops? I think my, I mean, the first reaction is all countries that touch the Mediterranean. I mean, come on. <laughs> I've only been um, in France. I haven't, so I haven't been to Italy any, anywhere else that touches it. Um, but God, it, it was magic to me. So I would love to do like a, a Mediterranean tour mm-hmm. of uh, islands, yeah. anything. You know, and take my time. Yeah, you're right. Like, take a couple months and do it. Mm. What about you, Kate? Mm. Oh, that was a very good answer. Um, I probably would do the same. I know, but yeah. you'd probably I'd same. probably go, like, like southern, do Portugal, Spain, like, stay, like, in that line. And go to Turkey. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe go skiing. Maybe I start off in the summer and in the winter. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like this is an endless. We could talk about this like, forever. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I... where I've been seeing looks really cool is Albania. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. would go great. Let's go right now. Let's all the three of us hop mm-hmm. on a plane. Emil, where should we go in France? What's like? Where in France do you think that Americans don't go to that we should go to? Like. Mm. that you think should get more attention. I feel like they tend to go where it's easy to go with the train. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. But I also Mm -hmm. feel like there are places that are maybe not as easy to access, but still not impossible. It just takes a little longer, but it's Mm -hmm. worth it. And it's rewarding once you get there. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You can re- there are so many nice regions, especially if you go in the southwest. If you really spend some time in the southwest, mm-hmm. it has some of the best French cuisine that you'll get. Mm-hmm. Going in sp- like like what? Tell us. Everything is cooked in like duck fat. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that gives you an idea. It's like a lot yes. of uh, potatoes, Rich. a lot mm-hmm. of like cheeses, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of figs. God, say no more. If you go anywhere in the country, that's not like a city. You need mm-hmm. to be ready to mm-hmm. have like a, sh- a shop up. is going to be closed from like <laughs> noon to three p.m. Mm-hmm. and it's going to be open like three, mm. four days a week. And so you have to do more research mm. and build that mm. into your trip. But it's part of the process mm. there. You know, it's part yeah. of how people live. And But that's just the threshold of like, if you're willing to do this adaptation process, then it's so rewarding and you end up in really nice places. Imagine mm. general American unsuspecting. It's so different, just so different. I was listening to, to your last episode with Aaron. And she was talking about that. And, and you know, like working in, she couldn't just go run an errand on her lunch break because they're also closed for their lunch break. It's just so much lovelier, like pe- treating people like human beings. And it's, yeah. it's almost like an a, a unspoken contract, right? Everybody agrees that Absolutely. the world is, for instance, the world mm-hmm. is going to stop on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not expected to mm-hmm. answer emails. You're not expected to yeah. do anything. You're not expected to open your shop. It's fine. Same for mm-hmm. August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you send an email uh, in mid-July, don't expect an answer until September. <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> we would love to live that way. Yeah, that's such a big conversation. I wanted to go back a little bit about all the, the French topics that you've talked about on the show. Because mm-hmm. the first episode was about Coco Chanel. Then the fourth episode was like mind-blowing. It was by the order of the Sorrow Temple. Mm, episode 14 we did on, yeah. on Romain Gary uh, and his crazy mm, life yes. story. The episode mm-hmm. 18 was actually very interesting. It was about the Louvre. It, it's about like oh. the Louvre in a way that is mm-hmm. uh, maybe less expected than, than we might think. Uh, episode 32 is about Josephine Baker, who's been under the oh, spotlight recently. My favorite. In the, in the Pantheon. Um, then four weeks, four episodes later, you talked about Christian Dior. Mm-hmm. And the last episode was about Les Clés d'Or. <laughs> and I was wondering if somewhere in the back of your mind, you have other figures that you're considering dealing with in the new episode. Well, on, if it were me... It's like almost a fight. Like, okay, I cannot talk about France again because we just talked. You you know, like I could talk about France every week, every other week. But because to me, it's the easiest thing in the world to find something in France to talk about because that's what I want to talk about. And that's what I want to learn about. And so it's almost like a fight Mm -hmm. with myself. Like just, you can't do it yet. Like save that topic. That's almost the battle. I I guess maybe the same for for Italy and the UK. But like for me... Every time I, I find a new topic, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do France again just yet. So you just keep them in the back. You know, you kind of keep a running list or something in your head of things that you want to research down the line. And we try to have variety within that too. You know, we've talked about like, do, do we do all the French designers? Because we've done Chanel and Dior and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we will down the line. But So there's this very cool tradition at the end of your 
your show, you always talk about new things that you discovered about European culture, but it's not just books or films. Sometimes it can be like a new type of water. As we are arriving at the end of 2021, if you had to do like a your file wrapped. So honestly, when you asked, the first thing I thought of was the Bioderma shower oil. It's the best. I feel like we recommend a lot of Instagram accounts that are fun to follow. We love Parisians in Paris. Another amazing one that I love on Instagram, he's an Instagram follow, Sam Uchilis. He has gone to Paris. He's been in France. He's basically just like a photojournalist who travels. I mean, he goes all over. And, and, and like kind of talking about what we were talking about earlier of just finding the beauty in everyday life. He captures that mm. so beautifully. And, and yeah, it's just so special. It's so random. He, you know, like he'll mm-hmm. zoom in on Italians, Italians talking with their exactly. hands. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, French people with a baguette. Getting in an argument at a cafe or, you know, someone it's just little things. One of my favorite videos is this darling old man walking through the Tuileries. And it's just, <sighs> it's like you're right there. It's beautiful. Yeah. He's a great Instagram mm-hmm. follow. Um, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, Kate, do you want to talk about your recommendation, Camille? It's kind of like a sexy <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> it's an what is it? It's an adaptation of Alexander Dumas' book, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Camille 2000. It's this movie from the 60s. I don't even know who's in it. Adorable. Great. But there's all these major 60s fashion moments, like Paco Rabanne. The sets looked wild. Yes, inflatable furniture. That's a fun, <laughs> sexy wreck. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine and Kate, for participating to our podcast. You can find the podcast online. There's a new episode every other Thursday. Thank you for listening. À bientôt.